Hey, everybody. I am here with All-American, national champion, pitching ninja award-winning, maybe MLB number one pick, Kumar Rocker. How are you doing, Kumar? Doing great. I'm doing great, man. Yeah, one thing you don't know is like, I know your whole history, man. We played you, and I'm going to get into that a little bit back in Oh, tenure. I know you do. <laughs> so, so how's Vandy looking this year? Uh, we're young. I think we got a lot of swagger, though. I'm excited to see what, like, these young kids are doing, and I, I hope they have a lot of fun, too. Well, I mean, you guys can recruit just about everybody. I assume you, like, just reload, right? Yeah, they do a pretty good job of that, yeah. Yeah, and your, uh, your pitching staff should be kind of sick. Oh, yeah. I think they're ready for it. Yeah? Well, everybody's mm-hmm. going to be coming to get you. Oh, yeah. I'm excited for it, man. I mean, it's <laughs> Vanderbilt. Yeah, that's, that's, you got to expect that. So, you know, I remember you back in, back in high school, and I know you had a tough choice to make. Like, uh, you were always, a, you know, you were, you were a stud as long as I can remember. Uh, and you had the choice of going pro or going to college. What was that decision like? Why did you choose to do what you did? I'm just curious to see what your thought process was. Yeah, I'd say the, one of the biggest factors was definitely like being around college sports the whole time. And then my dad being in different locker rooms and different SEC programs, it was like that team aspect is something you can never get back. And I think, um, I don't know, you've, you've obviously you've known me through like those East Cobb days, those Georgia days, like you get that same feeling just on another level, you know what I'm saying? So like getting that at this level on a bigger stage with like, I mean, I'm going to say like the Nike deal, the colors, the, I don't know, the university is it's awesome. Is it kind of sick playing in the SEC? I mean, that is a baseball conference. Yeah, I think, I think seeing teams like Florida, Ole Miss, LSU show up to your park, or even just going to Hoover, like that's, it's really special. I guess those are true SEC baseball fans from, I mean, all around the South and they all bring their own traditions to the park. So you were like, I mean, you were, again, you were dominant, um, you know, the Georgia baseball scene, but obviously there are times where you struggle. And I was curious, like making the jump from high school to college, what times did you struggle? Um, and how did you get over it? And do you think that's an important part of the process? Biggest struggle. Yeah. I mean, throughout the fall is more so like kind of like earning respect in the locker room. And I say, I got through the fall pretty, pretty easily. And then going into the season, it was different. I mean, pitching in Arizona, like big backstop. I mean, fans everywhere behind there. It was just, it was a lot different. And I mean, that kind of took over a little bit. And then you start to ease in four or five games and you realize it's all about your mentality. It's all about you out on the mound. It's all about like kind of making outs for your team, making it easier on them. So when you're, when you're in college, obviously, you know, one thing you have that you don't have in minor league baseball, right. Is, is balancing academics and, uh, and, and baseball, and you're traveling a lot and stuff. How hard has that been? Um, when, as, a, as a freshman, I'd say it was more so like you're a lot more focused on the academic side of it because you know it's kind of like a big component of what you came here for. So you're, you're really into it. And then as you start to get older, I guess, sophomore, and you declare a major and stuff like that, you realize the classes are like they can help you in ways, and they also become kind of tedious and take up a lot of time. So the biggest way I learned for that is like, go to these classes and try to get what you can from it. Like there's not, not every day you're going to be in there, like locked in. Maybe you want to watch YouTube videos. You know what I'm saying? You want to watch Stroman talk about his pitching group, stuff like that. Um, it's just little things like that, but it's helped me overall. Are there any classes that you like really like, like you're sitting there going, man, this is cool. Or is it generally, you're just trying to, uh, to get, you know, get good grades. I, enjoy, go I enjoyed, I enjoyed uh, psychology a lot and definitely like uh, psychology at a, at a young age, like, 
almost as a kid, like that nine through 12, three through six type deal. Interesting. Cause I think that could probably help you on the bump too. Right. Oh yeah. Like, do you ever try to psych, you know, you, you like playing mind meld games with the hitter sometimes? Or- I, I love, I love a good mind game, of course. And uh, yeah, there's definitely ways you can tell when someone's thinking a little bit too much in there. And I, I think I got that from class maybe. <laughs> nice. Let's and how, how hard was it last year? So speaking of psychology, like I know my kids at Georgia tech and it was tough when you have the season canceled as it's ramping up. Um, how hard was that? Because you were, you were off to a great start. Right. Um, yeah. Off to a great start. And I think the hardest part about it was those seniors who came back, even though it was just two, but like they're, they're most for They were looking forward to doing it. The kids in my class wanted to make a name for themselves. Of course, like Isaiah Thomas, Tate Colwick, Dom Key, and like, those guys, they were ready to bang last year, and they got that opportunity taken away from them. So it's really just kind of refocusing and coming back with, like, I'm here now, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, did you uh, – so what did you get? Like, even in that short season, do you feel like you progressed? Because you, you had workouts, you had all that. So what, what – how'd that go? Um, I took what I could from it. Um, I definitely say those first two starts and then going into, like, that UCLA game – that game was definitely like that big game feeling. And it came earlier in the season than of course, last year. So what I take away from that is really like, I kind of let it get to me a little bit. I looked at the lights, looked at the crowd. And it's really just, like I said, refocusing, getting back to it. So when you were growing up, I mean, obviously your parents had a, had a big influence. Your dad's now with, is it we with the Eagles now? He is. He just took the Eagles job. Yeah. Awesome. So like how much, I mean, obviously you grew up in a sports family um, you know, what your dad doing all that, what, what influence did he have on your career? What influence did your mom have? I remember your mom during the college world series sitting there nervous. Uh-huh. Um, um, biggest influence he's had was just, I mean, work at it every day. And really when it came down to like, I guess stuff outside of baseball is really when he stepped in with the media and stuff like that, it was just, it's another person writing about you. Like, are you this good? Can you back it up every day? Type stuff is keeping yourself consistent. And then he just, he was slowly in my ear chirping about it. So that was a big part. Did he like try to bring you a, a football mentality to the game? Is he <laughs> like, what? Like, like um, those, uh, what was it Auburn slammer days? Like those days were definitely the days where he's like, why aren't you pissed off? Why aren't you pissed off? I was like, I can't, I can't hit pissed off. I can't pitch pissed off like that. Like, it's going to take me a minute. But yeah, that, that football mindset was definitely in there at a young age. And what about your, what about your mom? Was she just always nervous at every game? <laughs> She's always nervous. Um, I think so. She's just happy to be out there and she just, she knows, I mean, for her, I mean, she knows all those hours she put in, you know, those trips to Lake Point, stuff like that. Those hours are like, they're paying off for her. She gets to come watch here. She gets to come to Nashville. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. I mean, she's got to love, like as a parent, what better thing to watch your kid play at, at Vandy. Um, in front of, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's pretty, that's pretty sick. Yeah. Um, so you play, you played multiple sports growing up, right? You played football a little bit. Oh, yeah. Um, does that, did that help you develop or did it hurt take away time from, from uh, baseball? Um, help, I'd say it definitely developed my athleticism for sure. Just, I mean, simple drills like the bags. I mean, just the footwork, the mat drills and football, stuff like that. It helps you know, like, what your body can get pushed to rather than just running poles all day in baseball. But, uh, yeah, football definitely played a big part. I don't, say, I don't think it hurt me in any way. So you're not a big fan of running poles? Is that what I'm hearing? I'm not a big fan of any kind of running. <laughs> so what, what kind of workouts do you do i mean you're you're obviously a, a big you're naturally pretty big right right and then I, it took me a while to realize i was naturally big and now it's more so it's stretching mobility it's strengthening those little muscles of course everyone says it but uh 
thing as you get older, you start realizing that, yeah, you need that soft tissue. You need those uh, massages. You need that whatever it is you might need. You know what I'm saying? You, you can't get sore now, man. You're still too young for that. Like, I, I can get I sore. I'm going to get sore hey, getting up from this. Hey, I thought the same thing. Then I made it through three years here. And I said, oof, I feel a little bit different than freshman year now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's uh, that's that's troublesome, man. Like, I... I, I know what I, I feel you though. That's, uh, that's, <laughs> that's, that's tough. What, what advice do you have for like young? I mean, everybody, so it, you're in a weird spot, right? Like, cause you have people that look up to you today. Um, you have fans that come up to you and get autographs. Like what do you, what would you give a young kid, a young Kumar going up through the ranks? Like, what would you tell them to do? Um, like you said, baseball, I mean, college baseball is progressing. And like you said, you got social media, Instagram, stuff like that is like, Baseball is a very humbling game. I'd say stay with, like, your OG self. Like, stay with who you were to begin with. Like, all this stuff came later. So it's more so, like, why do you play the game? Why do you love it? And I, I know why I do, and I'm excited to keep moving forward. And I'm never going to forget, I mean, those hard, the hard days, the fun times at Lake Point. Like, those are where I started. Those guys around me, they were just there with me, too. You know what I'm saying? Oh, absolutely. I mean, those were, like, I got to say, the traffic on the way to Lake Point kind of sucked. <laughs> <laughs> but the, but the games were fun absolutely like i remember oh, yeah. that it was, they were awesome it was a beautiful park it was, i think it was one of the first to ever kind of like make it like that you get to walk in the front everyone gets to see you different cages out in the walkway like the place was amazing yeah i have some videos somewhere of you at at lake point because <laughs> what i did is i'd sit there I'd, you know i'd sit there with my hot dog behind the plate and just watch pitches move and stuff so there's some cr crazy talent dude oh yeah it's, it's just they're just throwing harder and harder each day so it's it's, it's awesome like what's the high? What's what's the uh, fastest you threw at Lake Point? You remember at Lake Point, probably around ninety-eight. I'd say I kept off there. And you had uh, you had Ethan Hankins on your team back there too, mm -hmm. and he was throwing gas as well. Well, I had all the guys. Oh yeah, that was that was real fun. Yeah, I, I mean his stuff was sick. Like I remember sitting behind uh, watching that, and and uh, that ball. I mean, threw hard and everything moved a ton. He was he was throwing that hard and that smooth with like kind of no knowledge of like what he could really be doing so like that was a, that was a special part about him that's a, that's a tallest tallest pitcher i've seen in a while too so did you like when you're pitching alongside someone like that i mean you played with the best at, at your age group did you raise your game did that help did you watch what they do like what did you learn from them uh definitely raised my game but like i say all that started definitely in like practice those winder georgia practices with team elite um i remember throwing with hankins the first day we were gonna see who can throw the ball the furthest obviously so we're right next to each other whatever talking and uh as the game progresses i mean he's gonna go out there and throw 95 i gotta figure out throw 96 so it's that's what it was at that age and it was just i mean it was really fun and the guys around us really enjoyed it and really enjoyed us what do you think the coaches helped the most on, or did you you do a lot of development yourself? Um, no, I say at a young age, I definitely did as much as I could with pitching coaches around my area, whatever they may have to offer. And uh, really, they just made – now I look back at it, they made sure you had fun. If you were 15, you were trying to get offers and stuff like that, and I, they, they made you go out there and play with the raw talent that you had, and if you guys like each other, you like each other. Nice. Um, interesting. So I know you since you were like 10, like you played, uh, you were, you were, you were the little big guy on the field. I mean, up in Cooperstown at, uh, at, at 10 U and like, what do you remember about those days, man? I remember, um, when I was going to get my next meal, 
to be honest, <laughs> how I was going to get those chicken tenders over the fence so I could eat. Uh, nah, but wearing my pants above my knees, little things like that, playing on 200-foot fences, I mean, it was too much fun. You get thrown out from center field. Well, at least I could have, you know what I'm saying? I was struggling <laughs> down the line. Did you feel like, I mean, is that like one of the best times that you looked, you know, like looking back, was that, was that really cool or just another baseball tournament? No, I think it was, I think it's super fun. I think everyone needs to be able to like have the chance to do that. Live by yourself, no parents, just coaches in there, candy, whatever it may be. Yeah. So did you, you remember going to the hall of fame and did you actually think that someday like, Hey, that might be you or did you just go there and, or did you even go? No, I, I, I had no idea that I think that I'd have a chance maybe to be in this place or et cetera. But my favorite part was going down was the little hat store down the road. They had all the hats you could see. And I was just, I was in there picking them out. Minor league teams, that would be teams. Uh, did you ever, did you ever go into that, uh, that shower there? Did you guys uh, get a place off? That was disgusting. I think we definitely showered in there. <laughs> I don't remember. I remember, I remember the coaches. It was rotten, man. Hey, I remember, I remember coming in the, uh, coming a little barracks or whatever. And I just know if you were walking barefoot in there, you're going to have sand in your bed. That was, that was the nastiest part about it for sure. Yeah, that was, that was terrible. I remember. So the thing that I remembered the most is you standing out there, like you're an imposing figure on the mound. And it, it seems like because you were a big kid that adults could feel like they could scream anything they want at you. You're like the bully. You're the mean guy. And I'm like looking at you guys, you don't look that mean, but you're gigantic. Like, did you ever feel like people were like thinking that you were older and trying to, you know, that it was a little bit harsh or not? No, I, I think they respected definitely the football background when they found out. I, I remember, uh, I don't know if you probably have better ideas, but Central Florida Gators, dude, I always tell this to people. I remember he was, he was two feet taller than me. He was like six, five. He was six five when we were little. He was just walking around town over everyone. He was he was a little bit goofy, but he was tall. Yeah, we had a guy on our team too. I don't know if you uh, if you remember. He was he's at like six three at ten or something yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah. So you weren't the only big guy. Exactly. I mean, yeah. And and the other thing is like I mean it was clear it was clear that you knew what you were doing. I mean you were throwing gas and stuff. Um, did you feel like you're intimidating kids out there? Um, as I got older, I think I got more hang of it. But at that point, I was just trying to throw it by you. So. And, and that's an interesting point. Were you, um, so your dad, obviously, you know, football coach, did he try to help coach you or did you listen more to outside coaches or did you just try to be athletic and, and go out there and, and, and just throw the piss out of the ball? No, like the coaching side from him definitely came from uh, he's going to listen and Google what he needs to on how does he become better at this game, obviously. And it was just him telling me like, go outside, hit a bucket of balls, go outside, let's, let's run 10 hills. So, yeah, he definitely had a coaching uh, aspect of the game for sure. Did you all ever get into arguments about it? Like, I know as a parent, sometimes that happens. <laughs> yeah, he was definitely way worse than my mom. I definitely wasn't riding home with him. But, like, yeah, he let it eat on the field and definitely in the car. Yeah, I could. I, I just know that I think sometimes, and, and this is interesting because I think sometimes parents can get a little bit, I mean, every parent gets caught up, especially at that age. Everybody thinks their kid's going to be a stud. So, you know, mm -hmm. they're yelling and getting into it probably more than the kids do sometimes. I mean, did you ever feel oh, yeah. that part? Uh, not, I mean, obviously not for my parents, but I mean, there's a lot of teams. I mean, I mean, you got, you got coaches, kids, stuff like that, that ball, that plays sometimes, but it's just more so uh, a lot of parents are playing through their kids and not letting their kid really just enjoy it. And letting them know early on, forcing them into that sport. Hey, you're going to do this. Like lucky for me, I wasn't forced to play football. I wasn't forced to play football four years through high school. It was more so he let me do what I wanted, kind of get a grasp or stuff. But like 
once I decided to do that, you know, I was committed and it was time to rock and roll. It wasn't looking back and saying, um, and adversity hits, get through it type stuff. So would, what would your parents have done? Say you just wanted to be the, uh, the greatest guitar player in the world or something like that. Hey, like, Hey, I had that, I had that conversation with my mom when I was younger. I said, Hey, I, I really like drawing. I got an artistic side. And she, I mean, she said, okay, like, let's find a way to do that. Here's a paper and pen. Here's some colors, like find what you want to do. They're very open to everything. That's awesome because I think something you mentioned like parents driving kids to, you know, basically living their life through them. And I think it's like, I don't know, as, as a parent, my view is I just want you to be good at something, like pick something you really like. Exactly. And yeah. 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 Push your best foot, like best foot forward. Like let's not, yeah. Let's yeah. I know what you mean. I feel yeah. Like. yeah. If you're going to do something, be good at it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Do it right. Yeah. Otherwise it's kind of a waste of time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so like high school ball versus travel ball. I know, I mean, actually high school ball in Georgia is pretty competitive, nothing compared to the travel ball days, but uh, what did you like about each and what did you get from each? Um, region play and definitely kind of, kind of having that, uh, that hierarchy inside of like your town and stuff like that, playing those rival schools and definitely your classmates coming out to the game. Like that's, that's super fun to them. For them to be in your classes and then come outside and be like, oh, he's not terrible at baseball either. Okay, okay, cool, cool, cool. Stuff like that, for sure. Do you ever – so you play against kids now that you've played with and against kids that you've that you've played with uh, in Georgia and Travel Bowl? Right, um, play with kids. Um, Is anybody on your team um, that you – Yeah, so from right now, definitely played on the same travel team. No one specifically from Georgia, but I think guys like Ethan Smith, like Chance Huff, he's at GT now. I don't know. I asked him about your kid today. That was that was really – best of luck to him, whatever he may do. But, um, yeah, like stuff like that. We came in with nine at Vanderbilt. I think four got drafted. So it felt like another team. Yeah, uh, yeah. Chance played with uh, Jack on the East Cobb Astros back mm-hmm. in the day. Yep. So you have all that stuff come together. Oh, yeah, and you're just... boy. Oh, yeah. Just being around the South and knowing, knowing a plethora of people was awesome, man. Yeah, we also got to – like I, I was thinking about kids – at that age that we're throwing gas um and we had logan simmons who was throwing oh yeah gas. still a baller always been a baller yeah. yeah he had no idea where it was going i think but Hell he scared no. the it was crowd 94, it was 94 95 everyone was like whoa yeah it, it was it was awesome to watch people like i have a video of one where he threw a ball inside and the kid was like what the hell <laughs> Do you, i mean did you ever feel like there was an intimidation factor uh do you use that for your advantage now now we'll do 100 percent 100 percent dude yeah and the kind of coaches kind of had to relay that information to me because i mean at the end of the day i felt like a freshman on the mountain felt like a young kid like in front of texas a&m in front of florida like there's still gonna be that factor like ooh, i'm nervous as hell right now so how do you get over that is it was it just the coaches saying that was it like a mental game practice what did what, what did you have to do it's trying out different mentalities showing up to the park and then for me it's very picking one that fits you and then doing what you can with it. Like, at the end of the day, you're going to be yourself. You're going to have those mechanics. You're going to have those bad days, those bad pitches. What is your mentality? Why is it not consistent every day you show up? What music are you listening to? What you do the day before? Is your routine? Is your week preparation? Like, what can that help you in some way? Yeah, it's funny because um, that was part of you, you said you listened to the Stroman interview, but that was part of the stuff we talked about was you have like Jacob deGrom, who's like quiet and intense. Mm-hmm. You have Stro who'll, you know, do K struts and stuff and pitch with emotion. And it, you write, like everybody says mechanics are different. Like you're not going to have the same mechanics as a, as a smaller guy. I mean, you're going to use your, exactly. your size. 
So why is a mental game all the same, right? Because um, a mental game, I think, involves your personality. It involves what you can bring to the table. It involves those guys in the dugout. They're looking at you on the mound and saying, oh, he's in the jam right now. What's he going to do? Should we fold? Should I look to the bullpen? Are the coaches freaking out? It's stuff like that. So you got to look to the guys around you. You got to keep them and you're like, make sure they have trust in you in a way. So you're like, the, you feel like the leader out there. Uh, I think that's, I think that's the best way to feel it. I think everyone should be a leader on the field for sure. So I noticed, uh, I mean, I, I love watching you pitch. I love watching um, Jack Leiter pitch also. I think he pitches, he's kind of a quieter guy, right? Like he goes one pitch at a time and mm-hmm. he's very like uh, cerebral. You're not really that, that emotional on the mound either though, right? Um, I, biggest thing about emotion is like, I use my emotion when I feel like I've earned it. When I'm in that point of the game, five or six inning, and I've, I've done what I needed to to kind of get it all out and keep it going, use that adrenaline. But I think for Jack, like he pitches like he pitches like a vet to me. Just his routine before the stuff he does, those mechanics are sound. He knows what he's doing in the bullpen. You bring in technology like Rap Soto, Driveline, uh, was it the Net Force Mount, stuff like that. So I've noticed that about him too. Like as a freshman, I'm not so sure I've seen anybody that had the mental game uh, buttoned down like that. Like he just, no, 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 he, no. yeah, taking the machine pitches like that. Yeah, that starts with the top. That starts with his dad, of course, and just like really like art like pitchers in like my class class below me is really like it's okay to be around Al and get what you can from him. like that's what that's what he's there for you know what I'm saying like that guy's got so much to bring to the table when you see it in his kit he's he's an amazing dude like I had him on here too and we talked for like three hours like he he loves, loves it baseball loves it loves, yeah. it. loves <laughs> it loves it I mean I don't know that I've ever met anybody who is that like he is it's almost like infectious. You want to go out and watch a game or go play or do something when, uh, when he's around, did you get a lot of chance to talk with him? Yeah, he hangs around a lot. And uh, I remember the first time walking up to him, like, I mean, you obviously don't know how he's going to come off, how he's going to be, but first thing you open your mouth about something about pitching, his eyes get big. He's ready. He's ready. What do you need to know? What are we going to do? Check this out. Check this out. Do you feel this? So it's like, yeah, he's a, he's a very open source. And I think one thing that he really understands and he understood from kind of day one, and he mentioned this like around Jack's room at home, he has mental game quotes Mm -hmm. and stuff like that up. Um, And I think like, like you don't learn that as much when you're a kid. Like, I think we just, yeah. I mean, I think that that's something that you're thrown in there at at Vandy where with, you know, you're going to, to Mississippi state or, you know, getting people yelling at you and stuff. And like, how do you deal with that? You have to have a way. Yeah. Um, from, I, I think I like, I enjoy hearing it to an extent. Like I enjoy a good laugh, but I also enjoy like, Oh, if you said that, then I get the K the next guy. Like that just makes it a lot more fun for me. You know what I'm saying? Oh, absolutely. Like that's, that's part of the game. And I think that that's, yeah. um, I think that's where the game's going though. Like you have other sports. Um, and I think baseball traditionally has been one of those sports where act like you've been there before. Don't show emotion, you know? Yeah. And, and, to me, it, it, it hurt the game. Like it didn't grow the game because fans are watching it going like you guys are machines and you're not machines. Exactly. And like, I mean, starting at the top level MLB, of course, like those young guys, they're bat flipping, like doing all that. That's beautiful. That's awesome. Like you do it, you earned it. Let's go. But I really like, I'm looking back in the past and like, I can't really tell you like where that mentality came from. Probably the best game I've ever seen pitched maybe at any level was your game against Duke. What kind of zone were you in? Um, you know, you won, and I don't know if you saw it when you won it, but you were my 
most dominant performance of the year that year as a freshman striking out 19 guys against Duke in a no hitter in a super regional elimination game. Like what the heck is that? You're not supposed to be able to do that as a freshman. No, you're not. You're not supposed to do that. Um, the biggest thing was, it was really just the fear of the season ending and just those older guys, like kind of looking down on you like, dang, like you had a chance to do it, but you, you kind of failed it for us. And like, yeah, I put that on myself, but, uh, the biggest part of it was just to get to the next one. Honestly, I tell that to everybody, but that game was, I was locked in. It was just different. Yeah. I mean, like, did you know that you were as locked in as you were at the time or was it like, did it creep up on you? I'd say after I hit that first guy, when I threw inside him in the head, after that, it was time. It was just time to like put a bandage over it and like, let's get going. Like where the K's at, where the outs at, get to the next inning. So that's interesting because I noticed that too, obviously. You hit the first guy in the head. You're yeah. Kumar Rocker throwing gas. Do you think that played into their mentality a little bit? Were they, uh, you know, was that an, obviously you don't do that on purpose. Right, that's, right. Right. Um, but could you tell that there was a different approach at the plate from them? I think so. For, like, I think the, the inside of like lefty to righty's definitely opened up a lot more. And when I look back at the game, you hear people talking about the game starts with command, it starts with command. I think the biggest thing I took away from that was that the command of the fastball was on that game, so it allowed that slider to be opened up, and what I could do with it was endless, really, with that command. Do you think about it in terms of tunneling? Like, I, I did a breakdown of your pitching, and I saw how, like, everybody's like, why are they swinging at a slider? Why don't they just lay off the slider out of the zone? I'm like, yeah, you try to do that. Like, it's impossible, but were you thinking yeah. that at the time? No, not at all. Really, really, when it started, I knew it was tight. And then you asked about tunneling and stuff like that. And I'd say more like at this point this year, getting to Rap Soto and seeing those different pitches, like how they work off each other and understanding my kind of spread is a little bit tighter than normal rather than a lefty's big 12-6 and stuff like that. As you get into that, like I definitely understood why it was working, what the numbers looked like, what needed to happen if I was going to do that again, if that ball is supposed to be swung at and not really seen every time. Yeah, because I definitely noticed that, uh, number one, your mechanics are the same, whether you're throwing a slider or a fastball. Um, but it looks like a fastball coming out of your hand, and then the ball just absolutely disappears, which as a hitter, when you saw one of your players get hit, you're wondering, like, you know, that's in your mind. You're, you're looking fastball and looking what to do, and, and you see this, and you can't react to a slider. Right, exactly, especially with uh, the spin it has on it, the effect it has on it, yeah. Now, in that game, were you really 97 in the ninth inning? Right. Um, I, I think I definitely was. <laughs> I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put that on myself. I think I definitely was. I think I had the juice and I had the adrenaline to get through those last couple innings for sure. Now, what did it mean to you? Like, you had players – I mean, Patrick Mahomes retweeted you and said, that man's slider is, is nasty. Like, what does that mean to you as a freshman having Patrick Mahomes do that? Oh, I mean, it was a huge honor. I mean, I know who Patty Mahomes is, like, I mean, as, like, his career has gone and definitely his, like, his dad, what he's done. And then looking at more so the Vanderbilt alum guys, just, like, those tweets are really real and they're really sincere. And it was kind of, like, gave me a place, gave me kind of, like, a home feeling. So you had uh, – I know David Price reached out after that game, right? Did you you have other players uh, reach out to? Uh, I think Jordan Matthews, a football player, did. And then I think two others did. And it was just everything kind of read the same. It was like certified dog, like good, represented, stuff like that. Uh, Skip Bayless, stuff like that. Um, so going back to this, to the Duke game, 
the one thing that stood out for me, and, and I'd mentioned like there are very few games that I get up and I start yelling at the TV um, just because you, you really took the game to the next level. But it was during that the offensive conference uh, when, when Duke called a, a timeout just to get in your head. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you were fi- like you were chill the whole game, it looked like, and then you got fired up. Like, what was that like? Uh, yeah, I think I think he just conferenced for a little bit too long when it became like cut that in half. It's respectful, like I'll give him a little game plan, but then it, it went a little bit too far, and then it was uh it was kind of disrespectful. So I felt that way. Like I said, emotions earned. I was in the position, I had to let him know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I, I got to say, like I was not. I mean, I just rooted for a good game. Like I, I went to North Carolina, so I got to say I, I'm not yeah, the yeah. biggest Duke fan in general. <laughs> But I like that Duke team, and there there are mm-hmm. guys that we played with. Uh, uh, Thomas Gerard was a pitcher on on, on Duke. Okay, the and then what, Jarvis Jarvis is disgusting. Had a hell of a lead, hell of a year last year. Yeah, yeah, I mean that guy is about as nasty as as you're gonna see. So I mean, I, I love that team, but I love the way you rose as a freshman. Like that says a lot about you. Um, and you have again, I'd mentioned that sometimes adults feel free to like get involved in a game. Granted, it's a coach's job. Like his job is to get you off your game, but there's that little payback that you got. Like I said, uh, when it came, like I said earlier, it's like that chirping in the stands, like, Hey, that might affect your team that's playing against me right now. So just keep that, keep that on your mouth a little bit. And did that help carry you through the rest of the game? Oh yeah. Definitely can be going in that, like that down period in the dugout for sure. Yeah. uh, Did, did Corbin or Brown say anything to you after that? Like, uh, they didn't talk to me that whole game. They only ride. It was sick. It was dope. Yeah, I, I got to say that they were probably thinking, like, I kept thinking, are they going to let him keep pitching? or like? But I also thought, am I going to pull him? Because, like, he is pitching the best, like, freaking 19Ks, <laughs> dude. Yeah. No, they let, it, they let it rock. They didn't say anything to me. They just let me go out there like normal. Can awesome. you Can you top that? Can I top that? <laughs> like, I think that's – some point like it's going to happen when I least expect it I think I could definitely top that and do you feel like years of preparing mental game wise helped you or was that just in the moment like you just rose to it um, did you pull anything from the past to to have you uh perform like that uh, I think this goes I think this goes deep and definitely like I say you really shine light on like those young days and uh, I just remember being on deck in different games with like the slammers the ravens that southern travel ball circuit like, at the end of the day, like, you got to remember all those times. It was two outs, and y'all was playing the game to get to the championship, and you're up the bat. There's days where I struck out. There's days I had a hit for the team, and it really comes down to just, like, hey, man, you might be in that position. You might be in that position. And then that day on that stage for that team, I happened to be in that position, and you can't really look back. You got to do what you can with it. So do you visualize the good thing? Like, are you visualizing this, uh, like, all the successes that you had in those situations to say, I can do this type of thing? In that moment, no, but I'd say what I took away from it, that, like I say, I bring a mentality to the field and you got to see if it works. There's different ones for each day, maybe. During that day, during that time was staying with the team and staying with the team really helped me just kind of like have faith in myself because if I failed, they had me. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Um, was it a, was was there any bigger award than winning a pitching ninja most dominant? <laughs> no, that was the biggest honor. That was definitely the biggest honor. Awesome. Like said, yeah, like you're doing like I, I told you earlier, like, you're doing a great job. And like I don't know, like I don't necessarily when you when necessarily when you caught fire, but I've watched it progress to like the gear, to the people retweeting you, stuff like that. I think that 
I think that's a game changer. I, I think you were the first to ever do it. So, yeah. I'm kind of the OG, the Twitter OG. Right? You are. You are yeah. the OG. You are the OG. <laughs> well, I mean, part of it is like, this is what I want to do. Like, I want to shine light on you because I see what you do and I see how you're, I mean, I've known you again for a long time and just watched you. Like, I watch how you go about your game. And I think people need to understand, number one, that college baseball is freaking awesome. And number two, yeah. Yeah, like, and also getting on, like, I think there's something to be said about following somebody in college. And now you go, you know, I want to see your career progress to the pros. So we need to, we need to watch a little bit more of this, of mm -hmm. this game. I agree. Um, how competitive do you think, how competitive is the SEC this year? I mean, is it Florida number one? Florida, they're bringing back a lot of good people. And you know, that team last year was none to play with. So we got to be ready for them as with every team in the conference. But uh, I think it's it's going to be as competitive as it can be, whether, like, the sad part about it is if they let fans in and Mississippi State can bring in 18,000, if LSU can fill the box up, like, those play a big part in it, and I hope they can. I hope we can go into that environment and kind of feel what that feels like. So you would way rather play in front of fans, even opposing fans. Oh, yeah. Play That's the best yeah. part. That's the best part. Best part. What, what's the, uh, the best thing anybody's said about you, just like heckling you or something like that? Uh, UCLA, I think I had eight people, eight to ten people in the stands telling me they had coronavirus. I mean, that, was pretty, <laughs> that, was, that was creative at the time until it became not funny. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> did they ever start uh, – I mean, did you ever crack up laughing, though, when you're listening to that? Or do you try to keep oh, a stone I, I, fist? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. If it was in between pitches, maybe end of the inning, I'll, I'll crack a smile up there, give him a salute. That was a good one. Who are your role models? Like, who are your role models growing up and role models now? Role models. Um, say so definitely starts with your parents, of course. And then more side in the, the MLB game, I think Luis Severino has always been – Luis Severino has been one who always stays with me just because he was so, so young. And what he did at that level was – it was insane. I like – he's a power pitcher with – great stuff it's not like he's holding back he's trying to like do certain things with it like he's coming after you so that was a big one for me that that's a great comp actually i mean mm -hmm. I, I i can I enjoy see him that. a lot and he, he pitches with emotion he's got nasty stuff he's got a wicked slider he's got i mean he throws hard so yeah i mean that's uh do you so do you go back and watch his games or you watch what do you take from from someone like that Oh, what I took from him was, I think it was a playoff game. I don't know exactly which game it was. It might have been in 17, but um, I think he somehow got a bases, bases loaded, got out the jam with like two Ks and something else against really like a really three hitters that were really good. And uh, I think that that video, YouTube videos is the best one I've seen. Do you, uh, do you, what do you get from your teammates? Like, do you ever watch what they do and say, you know what, I want to do that or opposing players? Yeah, you got guys like Hickman that I played Mason Hickman last year. And then, of course, like Jack Jack this year has got so much to bring to the table just watching his routines and stuff like that. And you take what you can from him, whether it be, like you said, he's got that better mentality on the mound. Like, hey, I'm 2-0. I threw two quick balls. Let me take some time. Let me get a breath. Let me get back on there. Do you have a little uh, – is there any competitive streak with your teammates? Like, do you want – like, if Jack throws a, a you know a one hitter, do you want to throw a no hitter or are you just rooting for him and, you're, and he's Got to. Got to. I think he did the same with me. You got to. You trash talk him a little bit too? Like, um, I trash talk him on the days when he's kind of like, he's a little peppy. You know what I'm saying? He's, he's in the clubhouse, a little hopping around. I'll let, him, I'll let it eat a little bit. But other than that, you just, you same dude every day. That, that is what he seems like from, from my position too. So, I mean, mm -hmm. I, but I, I don't really, like, I see you the same way though. You're, 
you stay within yourself. <laughs> You're like a quiet assassin too out there. Yeah, yeah. There's gonna be times where you can talk a little bit, and I'm getting. I think I might be getting to that point here in the upcoming years. But as of right now, I mean, I'm a college kid trying to make it. So, all right, let's go to the pitch, Chris. We talked about your slider, and it is probably the best. I don't, I'm not. I'm not gonna fill your head with anything, but <laughs> but but it's probably the best slider in college. It is the best slider in college. Who am I kidding? Uh, you had all your K's were on the slider in that Duke game. Yes. Oh yeah. And were they all swinging strikes? I don't know. I, I didn't check that yet, but they were all I, I, I know that. Yeah. I mean, and, and that was the thing, I guess, where, where everybody's like, why don't you lay off this slide or why don't you lay off? Well, I want to show I want to show people your grip and, and let's go over your mentality of what you're trying to accomplish with your slider. Okay. So like I said, it's my third year. I'm starting to understand rap slider a little bit more so I can give you a better, like, I guess, detailed example of it. But um, really, I've always had where's the camera? Yeah, it's really right. it's pretty simple, more so on the side of the ball. And it's it's definitely like a curveball 12-6 grip. And what I've learned over the years is uh really don't climb your arm and stay in that slot and then cut it off early. And that's that's those are terms that I use for myself. So I don't really know how other people are gonna interpret that. But really I've always had the feel for kind of making the ball get spin, get some break to it. And then I think in high school junior year was when when I learned how to make it people want to call it a slider or call it like a power curve. And it's really just throw it as hard as you can. And uh, that's what it's came out to be. And it stays with me, stays consistent. It's a pitch I don't really like to mess with. I'll mess with my other three and try things out, but that one's going to be the one I stick with for a while. So let's hold it up close to the camera. I want to see where your finger is. There you go. And what are you trying – What do you? so you're on both the seams with your right. your middle finger and your, and your thumb on the seams. What are you trying right. to do with it? Right, and I'm coming through. I'm throwing it just like a football getting on top of it try to pull it down as hard as I can. And then sometimes like when you climb it, it's, it's it ruins it. But when you stay kind of in your slot and that normal slot, you throw your fastball and it's going to get that bullet spin. And that gyro is just really going to make it drop out the air. So it's basically, it's, is it mostly a dropping? Like it, it most gyro is going to have it go straight down and that's what you're right. trying to accomplish. Right. When it's, when it's at its best, when it's at its hottest, it's going to be in my eyes straight down. Whether if the metrics or the analytics are perfect, I don't know. But in my eyes, it's going to be dropping out a lot more rather than sweeping to the side. Gotcha. And I think that – so that's, to me, what what I saw, at least why it was tunneling well with your fastball, is the gyro – I mean, it starts out in the same plane, and then you're swinging at your fastball, but that that slider is, is way under it, and a hitter mm-hmm. just can't pick it up. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it plays awfully well with the same arm slot, like you said. And really, it's that bullet spin that you really can't pick it up on. What do your teammates tell you when they're facing you? They know exactly how I pitch them. And I'm not going to – I don't feel like saying it out loud because it's a combination I love using regardless. But they know how I pitch. So it's more so like they know I'm going to come right after them. And then as I, I've, I've developed a cutter, I've developed a changeup, my biggest thing with them is getting feedback from them on those. Cause those are the new pitches I'm trying to develop and what I use in scrimmages. So it's seeing how those affect them. Cause they know what that fastball slider is going to look like. Gotcha. So your cutter is what, let's see your grip on your cutter. Um, it's a little, little higher. So my slider's right here and it's turned over and then I'll cut it. I just try to stay on top of it a little bit better. And so you're a little bit off center and you're just trying, are you manipulating it just a little bit with your fingers at the end? Yeah, but you don't want to get carried away with it because when it just spins and dies, of course, like everyone says, you overthrow it, it backs up, stuff like that. Yeah, and and the other thing is, I think people like kids, especially, you want to see it move, and the mm-hmm. best slot, the the best cutters are moving like just a little bit to get off mm-hmm. your bat. 
So you think you need to throw it and you think you need to spin it as hard as you can when really it's more so just staying through it and being on time. So it comes back to your mechanics. How is that playing on the Rapsodo? Um, the, the vertical is killed and it's all horizontal. So that's exactly what I was looking for. Uh, so was that a, a Scott Brown invention or you oh, feel yeah. like you need? Oh yeah, that was all Scotty. No, that was all Brownie. Uh, I'd say before I even threw the first open, just warming up uh, in left field. Hey man, what about that cutter? What about the cutter? You think about that cutter? I'm like, shoot, let's try it. Let's try it. Cause I had an idea of what it was. I'd say my freshman, but I really didn't mess with it. And then I came back and like I said, my mechanics got more, more consistent. So now I feel more comfortable throwing different pitches out of there. Yeah. That's going to be nasty, man. Adding a cutter. I hope on so. Top of I hope it. so. <laughs> I hope and, so. and what else do you throw? Uh, change up. I think that's my most improved pitch. And it's one of those things where like those coaches and just people around me, Hey, let's get that change up. Right. Let's get that change up. Right. So this year, I'm really looking forward to kind of like doing my best to showcase that at the right counts at the right times and just doing what I can with it. What kind are you doing a circle change grip? Or? Um, I think it's a little unorthodox in most people, but I think it's yeah, it's circle. I'd say it's circle. It's just gripped on, on top of those horseshoes. So yeah, and, and are you pronating through it, not pronating through pronating it? Pronating through it and trying to get it off this uh, ring finger. So it's a little bit different. If I feel that at the end of the ball, then I feel like it's going to be a good pitch. But with that, it's about staying closed a little bit longer than opening up at the right time. So it comes down to the timing with my changeup because that elbow can drop really easily. So is that something, I mean, again, I think your coaches are harping on not only what's going to make you effective this year, mm -hmm. but also what's going to take you in the future. In the future. Correct. Yeah. So that's it's just great coaches, great support, obviously. Because you, you obviously can get people out just probably throwing a fastball <laughs> slider, I'm saying. So far, yes. Yeah. But now you have something in your bag of tricks. Do you learn anything from – so, like, Jack Leiter's got a bunch of pitches, right? I mean, has right. he is he helped you at all? His dad was a cutter machine. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely. Like, he's def – Jack's definitely developed a lot of new pitches. And he just – he's the type of guy who takes the time and really checks that rap soda, checks every pitch in the bullpen. So, it's really sitting with him and seeing how he's gripping it and talking with him. What technologies helped you the most? I'm just kind of becoming familiar with them. So I'd say Edutronic gives me that visual of it. And then that rap Soto, as I starting to get a lot better at reading it, that's definitely took it to the next level with not necessarily knowing my hand placement, but saying, oh, I'm going to feel like I'm going to drop my arm a little bit, or I'm going to get on top of more. I'm going to cut my stride off. Tell me what those numbers say now. So it's more so feeling it in my body than relating it to numbers other than going in depth into just more so your hand movement. Got is there anything you're working on mechanics wise too, or you feel like you got, um, I feel right now pretty, a lot of confidence in my mechanics right now. So I'm hoping it stays with me throughout the season. So to me, like watching you, uh, your front leg is sick. Does anybody ever point that out to you about how your front, your front leg extension has been, uh, it's really good. Like, uh, elite stuff. Yeah. I mean, I, I've never really looked into that to be honest. <laughs> I'm going to be so honest with you. The first one who's ever said that to me. Wow. I'll show you it. I'll, I'll, I'll put up a video of it and uh, you'll see what I mean. <laughs> I appreciate you. I appreciate like they're just things that just ju jump out at me. And I was just wondering if anybody else had, had said that. Do you use things like the core velocity belt, other things, uh, lower half? I do not, but I'm big in just, like I said, mobility and then soft tissue. And then I think stretching and loosening your hips plays a huge role into it. And long toss? You long toss? Uh, not a big long toss guy. Maybe in the future did it freshman a little bit, but right now it's 50 yards max, really just feeling out pitches. Weighted balls? Uh, I love a good I love a good pivot pick. Yeah. 
<laughs> we're going to use that as a quote here Rocker, i love a good pivot pick uh, can you give me a good uh corbin imitation um uh, uh everybody no, has to imitate their coach right no 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 no. i got we got people we got people on the team to do it we got people on the team that can do it but I, i'm not i'm not as good as other people i'm not gonna do that <laughs> <laughs> um so another thing like growing up Velo, movement, command, mental game. Mm -hmm. um, which is most important to you? Which do you feel like is uh, probably underappreciated? How did you develop yourself? Um, or do, do you even think about it? Like, is that something, like, what would you tell a kid? Okay, so you're saying out of those, what you just said, what's most underappreciated? Mm -hmm. um, can you say that again? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> What do you, what do you view? Like, how did you develop yourself? Did you start out just throwing hard, right? Yeah, definitely started out throwing hard. I feel like being at a young age, like that's definitely your advantage over any hitter is throwing as hard as you can, which I'm not saying go out there and strive for that. If anyone specifically is watching this, but um, more so just definitely command. Cause once you have command, that shows that you have like sound mechanics and after mechanics come like those pitch developments and that pitch development, like you said, helps into the future. So I think that's kind of like the trajectory that I'm taking and I'm doing my best to like stay on track. What, what's the next level for you? Like, what is, do you think adding these extra pitches is what's going to take you there? Um, uh, is it getting stronger? Um, definitely keep my body consistent. I think I've improved my body a lot over quarantine and over this fall. And my next is like you said, that, that pitch development, I'm understanding it more. I'm understanding what does the hitters and doing what I can to really master that. How, what's your velo like? I'm not going to jinx it, but it's it's up there right now. It's up okay. there right now. We're we gonna see triple digits this year. Hey, I'm hoping. Fingers crossed. <laughs> I'm, not I'm hoping. Pressure on you, but but. <laughs> <laughs> um, is there anything? Well, is there anything else that you want to add? Or well, first, first of all, one one other question. What do you think? So, to me, I don't know of another pitcher that is exactly like you, which is good. Like again, yeah. I, when I was talking to Stroman, he's like, everybody's a one of, one of one. You're mm -hmm. definitely a one of one. There aren't like comps are tough. Mm -hmm. What do you think your ceiling is and what are your goals in baseball? I think my ceiling's going to get higher as I hang out. Like you said, with those one of one type guys, seeing what they do and taking what I can to implement into my delivery, just like I think Sherman said on the last interview he did. And it's funny that you say that because you see a lot of different pitching programs where it's almost cookie cutter and like, Hey, try this with your hips. This is what it looks like to feel that. And what I came back and what I'm telling, like just kind of pitchers that are in the lab with me, these young guys, it's like, you have what you have. You have to do your best to really use that. Stay on time, stay with your arm care, stay on what feels good to you and you feel most powerful with to do what you want with the ball. And uh, that's that's the biggest thing that I really took away from myself is that quarantine time. You're by yourself, obviously. So I thought I, I'm athletic. I, I know I'm athletic. Where do I feel the best at throwing this baseball? And then after that, it's putting parts together to really just advance that. So are, are, were you always this self-motivated? <laughs> always self-motivated. Um, yeah, I feel like once you get to the point where it's like, hey, you're not awful, like do what you can, like definitely do some self-research. <laughs> so uh and this i'm not going to put in there what are you going to do when when you're facing ryan glass now you're gonna you're gonna intimidate him right yeah yeah now i'm not even going to him he knows me i know him i just know he's a pole side guy so we're gonna see if he's still pole side okay 
<laughs> I'm going to have to watch this because, uh, again, I was texting with Ryan before this and uh, a little bit of trash talk, I got to say, because he was going back to the high school days of hitting a oh, ball. Oh, yeah. yeah. He beat he beat my stuff in. Couldn't get, couldn't get nothing by him. Yeah. He's one of those guys, though, and he will never let you forget it. So uh-uh. I had to work oh, that in yeah, that's, but that's good. That was going to raise your game. I'm excited <laughs> to see it. Yeah. Uh, anyway, is, is there anything else you want to add? No, this was this was the most fun I've had, and I I love your page. I love what you've done. Like, this is awesome. Well, I'm really excited for your season, and I will be watching everything. So no pressure, but but light it up. And uh, <laughs> I'm watching both you and Jack, and you guys are going to get a lot of love this year. So yeah. keep it up and go. And I, how do you do this VU thing? What are you doing? There you go. (laughs) Awesome, man. Well, thank you for spending some time and, uh, and go to your scrimmage and have fun. Oh, thank you. Thank you for everything.